I don't play favorites. Ever. I have never played favorites. They pay me not to play favorites. That said, this dude is one of my favorite athletes ever. There, I said it. Hell, I always say it. He played 16 years in the NFL, 13 years with the Panthers, three seasons with the Ravens, a five-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, number eight in career receiving yardage in NFL history, number 12 on the all-time career receptions list. He is an NFL Network analyst. You can see him tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Game Day Kickoff, also on Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on NFL Game Day Kickoff, ahead of a triple header on NFL Network. You know I'm talking about Steve Smith Sr. Steve, what's cracking, dude? How you living? What's up, man? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, dude. How you feeling? What's up? I'm not. I'm feeling pretty good. How about yourself? Good, dude. Good. Everything's good. So let me ask you. You got a matchup tonight, Steve, of five and eight teams. The Raiders hosting the Chargers. Unfortunately, Justin Herbert's been shut down for the rest of the year. He's got that broken finger. Antonio Pierce has gone two and three so far as interim head coach. Let me start right there, Steve. Do you think that Pierce is ready for that gig full time? And do you think there's any way Mark Davis would give him the opportunity? Well, uh, I'm not Mark Davis, uh, right, and and I'm not running that organization. Uh, to say, do I believe uh, Antonio Pierce is ready for that job? A first-time head coach in the NFL always believes he's ready. Uh, Antonio Pierce is also a former player and is about that action, as uh, Beast Mode would say. And he is a guy from Los Angeles. He's born um, in the inner city. So he's a grinder. He's not a daydreamer. See, daydreamers, um, I'll just cut to it. Daydreamers are like Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers, who has a lot of ideas. However, I do believe Antonio Pierce is a chaser, where he wakes up about that action. He wakes up knowing and understanding what he needs to do and be a grinder. And daydreamers can imagine what it's like, but chasers are prepared and ready. Now, what makes it difficult for Antonio Pierce and the Las Vegas Raiders and Mark Davis currently right now has to do with just not being a very good team. A lot of areas they thought they improved in, a lot of areas they thought they would be better, and they're not. And the record indicates it. It's tough. It's going to be tough sledding whoever gets the job. But it also needs patience and a structure and an understanding and a lower of expectations for the Raider fan base and also for the organizations to understand that uh, this is like coffee. Quality coffee is slow drip, and you have to enjoy it and be prepared. It's not going to be instant and fast. That's why you pay a premium price for good coffee. Dude, you you can't pay. Hey, whatever it costs, it's worth it for good coffee, man. Bad coffee is the worst Good coffee is the best thing there is. Where do you go to get your coffee? Actually, I have a semi-automatic uh, coffee maker at the house, so I can get espresso double. Um, I can do my uh, – What I also have a, a a blender thing that I can do so I can, uh, you know, blend, foam, a foamer, all of that stuff. So I do it at the house also, too, because those pods – you never know the shelf life of those pods. You, you know, once you grind coffee, they, there is a traditional shelf life. So you can sometimes be using those pods and don't even know that you can be ingesting 
swallowing mildew, so I just prefer to have that semi-grinder and semi-automatic coffee maker because every time I have a fresh espresso cappuccino latte uh, flat white, it's freshly ground. Now, I also get my my beans from Europe because they have a different uh, threshold and what they're allowed to, how they clean them, how they... um, do the beans is, is a lot different from the U.S. So, but uh, I, I spend I spend premium money for premium coffee. Hell yes, I'm so glad I brought that up, my man. You are on one. Steve Smith Senior is joining us. Hey, Steve, let me stay in the division for a minute. The Chiefs are suddenly in a free fall, right? They've lost four of their last six. As one of the best receivers of your generation, what do you think when you see Kansas City's collection of wideouts this year? I think their wideouts are pretty decent. I, I, I be, and I, how, how can I say that by watching a football game is, one, we've seen the assumption that Patrick Mahomes can fix everything shows you he can, but he also needs help. And you have, and what I mean, situational. You have situational, situational wide receivers. Sky Moore, love the kid. I think he's going to be a fantastic wide receiver at his role, which is, being a guy who can play in the slot, not your number one or number two, possibly a number two, but a number three wide receiver where he can thrive in the slot, running a different type of routes. But wide receiver one or wide receiver two, as of today, he's not there yet. It's going to take him some time. The wide receiver one for this team is Travis Kelsey. Wide receiver two, he's growing and learning, is Rashid Rice. But after that, they have situational guys who the situation has deemed them to be in the starting lineup. However, their stats and their impact in the game doesn't give them what you believe the situation presents itself. Situation presents itself as number one, number two, and number three wide receivers. But you don't have that right now on a championship playoff, a high-expectation team, and so you're left – feeling disappointed you're left thinking you ordered a sprite and what did you get your taste buds and your palate is saying sprite but when you take a sip it's water and it throws you off a little bit and that's that's what that's what the wide receivers are for them right now and it's okay if you're okay with it but if you're not guess what it doesn't matter that's where they are and listen if i order or i buy a bottle of sprite and I crack that thing open, and I drink from it, and I get water, I'm pissed. I'm surprised, and I'm pissed. You're right. That's yes. disconcerting, man. That, that ain't right. It's not, but you, I mean, you, or you get the Sprite, or you get the, the carbonated drink, and uh, the syrup is not there. It's just carbonation. It's a surprise, right? That's what they are. I'm not saying this, that these players can't play, but they, you can't hope for a 1,000-yard receiver in a receiver who hasn't had a thousand yards yet. Hey, Steve, what about a receiver who's good for maybe two thousand yards? Like the decision to let Tyreek Hill go to Miami looks even worse than it did maybe when it happened. A receiver has never won the MVP award. Miami's loss to Tennessee Monday is not going to help. But given the numbers he's put up and what he means to that team, should the Cheetah get MVP consideration? Well, I'm a wide receiver, so I'm going. I'm going to throw my hat in there and say, "Heck yeah, he needs to." However, we all know the MVP trophy, the MVP status, has always been coveted by by a quarterback. 
and this league is 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 really built around quarterbacks. Whether you're a good quarterback or not, when you're a starting quarterback for any organization, they use you are you are crystal. You are the fine china. So they put on the white gloves. They put they they make sure that they keep you in mint condition. Unfortunately, every quarterback gets treated that way when they don't deserve to be treated that way. And sometimes you overpay for a product who underdelivers. Steve, speaking of quarterbacks, how about your dude, Joe Flacco, throwing for over 300 yards and three touchdowns Sunday. How does this dude, I get different dude, experienced dude, but how does this dude just jump off the couch, come off the street, and ball out like this for a contender? Because he understands uh, before the snap of the ball, he understands he's confirming where he's going versus some of these young guys are discovering where they're going with the football. Joe Flacco has been in this offense. Let me take you a little history. Kevin Stefanski was where prior to him getting head coaching job. That's for you, Jim. Thanks, dude. Good looking out. Where, no, where was he? Where, where, where was he at before he became the head coach of the Cleveland Browns? Kevin Stefanski Kevin. was yes. with Baltimore. Or Vikings, no. Vikings, Vi- Vikings. Who That's for you, Steve, of, Vikings. Offensive consultant and offense coordinator for the Vikings, why Kev, uh, Kevin Stefanski was there. Who was that? Give me that question one more time. Kevin Stefanski, when he was with the Minnesota Vikings, they had an offensive consultant and then turned offensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings while he was there. Who was that individual? Before Stefanski, the offense coordinator for the Vikings was, was, wait for it, wait for it. You got me. You got me. I don't know. Gary Kubiak. Ah, of course. And where was Gary Kubiak before he won a championship for the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning? He was with Steve the, the Ravens, the Ravens. Yes. And so Joe Flacco, confirming where he's going, he's been in this offense. He knows this offense like the back of his hand. And so what I said is he's confirming where he's going with the ball because he's been in this offense five, shit, seven years before, seven years ago. So he can get off the couch because the muscle memory's there. He doesn't have to learn this offense. He's already performed in this offense. And so he can get off the couch because he's already he, – this is deja vu for him. He knows his reads. He knows his hots. He knows the protection. Only difference is just he's actually in the same division. He's just in a different jersey. He's lived that life. He's done this. He's been there. So I think you make a valid point. What I'm hearing is the dude did not just get off the couch. The dude just not did not just come off the street. He has history. He knows it. You know, you used a phrase, Steve. You said, as a receiver, I want to throw my hat in. Let me ask you this. Your former teammate Greg Olson said he loves his gig as an analyst with Fox, but would not rule out interviewing for the Carolina coaching job. Would you throw your hat in for that? No. Um, and here's why I got several reasons why. One, I don't like repeating myself. Two, I am very uncomfortable. Coaching in regards to the way my wife's nice vehicles are gassed up is by someone else's effort. 
and ability to do their job adequately enough that the gas money, the grocery money, the private school, um, all of that is is basically on the backs of some other guys. Nah, I I, I just um, I lived enough football and risked risked and gambled enough, and I say gamble not in like sports betting, but gambling in. Hey, can I play well enough to pay for my kids to go to college? I won. I'm already playing with house money. Man, you got hey, a great philosopher named uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. He has a song about it. You got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him. I'm, I'm not in that game. So I'll do analyst work uh, and, 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 and stay there. There you go. And you can see him tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern, NFL Game Day kickoff. Also Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern, NFL Game Day kickoff. That is ahead of a triple header on NFL Network. He's 89. Steve Smith Sr. Steve, appreciate you, dude. Thank you very much. Another all-time jungle interview. Nice job, dude. Appreciate it. Steve Smith Sr. I didn't ace the exam. However, I didn't get shut out either.